Da 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 da. Hey guys, it's Cambry and Mac here. <laughs> that never gets old. And we are your therapies. We are currently recording our third podcast, and we are sad but excited, very mixed feelings um, about leaving Thunder Bay tomorrow. So we have officially finished our um, five weeks of our first placement. Mm-hmm. It's come to an end, and it I, I can't. Words cannot express how fast that flew by. And we we talk about this so often and like every night it's just, I, I, I don't even know. Words, words aren't working right now, but yeah. we have a lot to share with you guys. Yeah, it was really fun, exciting, stressful at times, and overall just a really great learning experience. So mm-hmm. we're excited to share a little bit of that with you. Yeah, we kind of want to talk about our placement and also kind of our thoughts about Thunder Bay because mm-hmm. it was definitely an adventure for for all of us. It mm-hmm. was a lot to take in mm-hmm. between a brand new place that none of us have ever been before, um, some weather that we haven't quite encountered before, <laughs> yeah. as well as that placement. So a lot of firsts and a lot of exciting things to talk to you guys about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so we're going to start with Mac because she has kind of the interesting one. And then we're going to contrast mine and mm-hmm. Cam's a little bit because, um, as we mentioned before, Mac started um, her first placement in a neuro unit. So hers was quite different than a lot of the experiences mm-hmm. that our, our uh, students will have gone with. Yeah, so um, I was an inpatient neuro. So um, all of my patients stay at the hospital until they're discharged. And we do, we focus on kind of a bit more of intensive rehab. So um, all the patients will go through um, an hour of PT, OT, and um, speech language pathology per day. Mm -hmm. Um, And so uh, we're really trying to rehab patients as soon as they come out of the acute setting into our rehab setting. So um, it was a really cool experience in, in the fact that I got to work with all of those different types of professions and ki- and really got to learn what um, what all of those OTPT, um, SLP, mm-hmm. what they all do and what their roles are, as well as the rehab assistants. Mm-hmm. Um, met some really great people. Uh, my team was really young, um, kind of fresh fresh mm-hmm. faces in the world of physio and uh, rehab science so um, it was nice to see all those young people being so interested in something so specialized like neuro um, yeah uh, other roses were man the patients I encountered <laughs> they were sweethearts yeah like it, it you really it's tough to see people in the situations that they come to you as mm-hmm. often. Like, um, so, uh, as mentioned in the previous, in the last episode, um, I deal with a lot of patients that have undergone stroke of different levels, as well as, um, either, uh, acquired brain ju- injury or traumatic brain injury. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of different, kinds of patients as well as patients that have had different mm-hmm. conditions as, uh, as well as the stroke. Yeah, so it's, it's easy to label you as like a stroke unit, but there, it's a lot more complex than that. Oh, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. So um, a lot of the patients that we have have multiple comorbidities, COPD or um, hypertension that affects that, that affects, yeah. yeah. Um, diabetes, et cetera, et cetera. And not to mention age is just a factor overall too. Um, And mental health is a huge Mm -hmm. thing on my floor. Um, So 
Every single patient is a complex patient. Every single patient is a <laughs> yeah. complex patient. Yeah. Um, and yeah, where was I going with that one? Um, oh, the, but the patients, I mean, they start out as um, sometimes it's a very difficult situation. Um, and you, you really empathize for their situation. But uh, when you see them making those gains, because we spend so much time with them per day, like an hour per day of physio is, oh, is a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially for someone that's, that needs to be rehabbed to that extent. Mm -hmm. And so you do see, oftentimes you see these huge gains and mm -hmm. you get to be there for their first steps after their stroke yeah. or the first time they've done something on their own. And mm -hmm. it's really it's really rewarding in that sense mm -hmm. so that's probably my rose mm -hmm. of it all if you had to say one thing that surprised you the most or like caught you off guard the most about your placement what would it be there's like there's a couple things in the more not disappointing in the more real life mm -hmm. surprise was just the amount of mental health that is mm -hmm. associated with, or mental illness, I should say, that's associated with a lot of the patients that I encounter. Yeah. Um, and that was really tough to see. And being a little bit more specific, um, in Northern Ontario, uh, the Indigenous populations, um, there is a lot of mental illness and a lot of um, just a lot of consequences of the way that Canada has treated them in the past. And um, to see that firsthand is, is pretty, it's eye-opening, um, as well as difficult, just because yeah. mm -hmm. you really see the separation from, you, you, you see a separation between the way, the, the way that their lives are compared to the way that our lives are, yeah. as well as, um, you, you see the trust, the issues and trust that they still hold because of mm -hmm. the way that people have treated their community in Absolutely. the past. And so just to, from a health perspective, you see that some people will not consent to anything because mm -hmm. of the fact that they do not trust you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They don't know, they don't care if you're yeah, a nice them. person yeah. that just wants to help them. They don't know. It's so deep-rooted that it's, mm -hmm. yeah. Crazy. It's just tough. And so that was a surprise. I didn't think that I would be, like, I didn't mm -hmm. think that I would have patients that, I didn't think I'd be exposed to that much, but I'm so thankful that I yeah. was. Um, from a good perspective, um, I think the thing I was most surprised about was just, like, how amazing the team was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, working together and yeah just that interprofessional yeah totally and everyone mm -hmm. just wanted to help, help each other out and everyone was for the patient so that plays such a huge role too yeah. in like your everyday attitudes yeah Especially I feel like it's something. a big hospital thing like yeah. in the hospital the the care team is so cohesive so linked and the communication is so important whereas in like private practice it's often just physio so you got a really well-rounded view of mm -hmm. OT, SLP, what does the doctor do? What does the nurse do? And I know mm -hmm. when I worked in the hospital, that was a big thing that caught me off guard is like almost how little the doctor is involved in the care. Yeah. yeah. Whereas like every other healthcare professional spends an hour a day yeah. with yeah. the client. So it's really interesting. Yeah. Do you, uh, 
do you feel like you were kind of thrown in to the neuro? Oh my goodness. Just, oh. just kind of thinking of like uh, mine and Cam going yeah. just from <laughs> class to private practice. It was, was kind of a bad. slower, like they kind of integrated and, and tweezed you into it. Mm-hmm. Whereas did you feel like a little caught off guard and like thrown into a wildfire or did you? Oh my goodness. Yes. Like I, <laughs> like I was dropped into a yeah. wildfire. Yes. Um, it was like, well, all we've done is spinal cord I injuries. know. And like, so <laughs> and really basic neuro. such a huge overview, uh, like light overview is yeah. what I really yeah. am trying to describe here. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was definitely a learning curve at the beginning. And that kind of reflected in my midterm eval is just like, I am learning everything. Mm-hmm. And so I don't feel confident in it, but I have to say after the first two and a half weeks, the second two and a half weeks, I think I really kind of fell into the mm-hmm. groove. Yeah. Um, it really helps to get to know the patients as well as I took a little bit more initiative to really dive more into researching on yeah. my time off. And so um, that is just such a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And I think being able to do that evidence-based practice on your own mm-hmm. afterwards and like when you don't understand something is something that Mac really yeah. emphasizes and Helps taught you us how to more do. more confident too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Like yeah. when you're approaching a case that you've never seen before. Mm-hmm. We didn't even learn about stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Which is <laughs> Yeah. It's so different too yeah. between them, like someone trying to force you to become a lifelong learner. It's like your mom yeah. telling you to clean your room. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, you know, you should do it, but you're not going to do it yeah. until you have a friend coming over. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I just feel like we Please were kind of, yeah, <laughs> it was kind of like, I enjoy coming home every night and like researching. Mm-hmm. And it was like, Oh, okay. Like it's just one of those, like it, something clicks and it's, yeah, it's so, um, nice to feel like you're where you want to be oh yeah and it feels like the research that I was doing was contributing to something bigger than just Mm -hmm. myself and so it would be like I'm gonna research this so that I can treat this patient better yeah and so like I cared about it I feel like that's something that's in school it's hard to translate like you'll learn about a problem on paper and like yes you could get attached to Harvey (laughs) Hamilton or whoever you have to follow through a problem that was the name of one of our fake patients but once there's a real life person in front of you yeah everything is a lot more real and, and I mean it's not something you can experience until you're you have that. there until you're in it yeah and like I think Mac does uh, they, they set us job. up it's just like it didn't really click until you're actually put into that mm-hmm. yeah that. yeah yeah yep. well that's about I mean <laughs> like now that I'm done I'm very sad to be leaving yeah. I mean yeah. I, I know and but I do think that I'm going to take a lot of the things I learned and it'll be able to translate really well and overall I'm just so happy that that I, that I chose to take the opportunity to go up north yes. mm-hmm. um and yeah what mm-hmm. about you guys um Cam me I would love to hear your yeah. thoughts <laughs> um I don't even know where to start I feel like it's been a really whirlwind of a five weeks Last time we chatted was at the mid midpoint or when we were just about starting. Yeah, week week um, or so in. And I feel like my learning curve was like I spent a lot of the first like two and a half to three weeks observing and then I kind of jumped into it. And I can't believe how much I learned in five weeks. Mm-hmm. Like even just thinking to where my knowledge was before I started. Um, craziness. But I, I guess a little bit of a background. So I was working with... Um, my preceptor is at a private clinic in Thunder Bay, and a lot of what he does is low back. He's kind of known 
from what I could gather uh-huh. as like the spine guy, like everyone sends their patients to him <laughs> when they have a back problem. So I saw a ton of low back issues and which is nice because I think it's a really good base for my knowledge for everything else. Um, often low back problems are complex and you're kind of like always problem solving through what could be causing it, mm-hmm. um, through how you treat it. Cause like each patient is so unique and so different yeah. with what helps them. Um, not that I didn't see shoulders and ankles and knees and blah, 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 but low back was definitely the predominant one and neck and back issues. Interesting to see that, like, that's something that is currently a huge thing that's happening up here Mm -hmm. that your client's coming in. So it was really interesting, I think, because like you'll hear about like, I know like my dad has thrown his back out and like was unable to move for a few days. I'm like, you had literally gone to see my preceptor he would have fixed you and you would have been fine Mm -hmm. (laughs) instead of being lying on your back and stuck on the couch like can't get off and it's such a debilitating thing to have go wrong in your life and then people are so grateful for Mm -hmm. when you fix them yeah like I guess my biggest rose is seeing how much um how much of an impact physio can have in like a short little bit of time I think that I really liked seeing how exercise and like giving the client exercise that they could do on their own was so beneficial. Giving them almost like control over their, yeah, their... complete control. Like we yeah. barely used any modalities, which appealed to me personally because I think I really am going towards that exercise side of things because you don't want a patient to have to come to you. Yeah. To get care, it was it would be way easier if they can go home, do their exercise, yeah. do what they need to do, Continue and then come back, life, live their life, and be yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's the awesome thing about outpatient is that you're mm-hmm. not only teaching them the exercises and treating them when they come to see you, but you're yeah. you're teaching them health promotion. You're yes. teaching them how to care for themselves. <laughs> like you, you're teaching them, like essentially, yeah. you're teaching them how to be lifelong learners for mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. You're teaching them how to treat yeah. themselves. Yeah. It's been it's been cool. Mm-hmm. I think that is my biggest rose is like how much of an impact us as physios can have on people's lives, because it takes like such a simple condition, but like literally you can't do anything when your yeah. back's thrown out. You yeah. Can't, like, yeah. Like none of your activities of daily living. So yeah. it's been really cool, and I think I touched upon this earlier, but I definitely went into this placement with the idea that I would never end up in private practice. Mm-hmm. This was not for me, and then um, I completely changed my mind after working with. My preceptor a little so. bit more open-minded now mm-hmm. wait like I could totally see myself doing this yeah. yeah in fact I'm like yes I would love to do this I yeah. think the nice thing and like we talked a little bit mm-hmm. about this um off the off the voice recording but um but what's so nice about like private practice is you can kind of tailor it mm-hmm. over time to like what you want to do yeah um one of my preceptors said the other day they said that that 10-year mark is kind of when they say is like the Mm -hmm. magic time where like physiotherapists really start to find their groove and like you find what you like because there's so many different ways Mm -hmm. to to approach things and you can really tailor it so like there's so much time for you to trial and error and Mm -hmm. research and find what you like find what you don't like like see those trends right Mm -hmm. and like I just feel like private practice isn't so like black and white yeah. you know like mm-hmm. there's so you, you can, you're gonna see one physiotherapist yeah. at one clinic and another physiotherapist at another clinic and they're gonna they're gonna yeah. take your, an approach completely different potentially right yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. I feel like that's what's nice about placement is that ideally we're gonna get such a variety of preceptors and that we'll be able to take what we like from each preceptor mm-hmm. and exactly and like I was thinking today as I was leaving I'm like I really hope that in my future practice I have these same things that Mike does with his patients. Yeah. It's great. 
yeah and, like you can see how much it makes an impact yeah. so yeah it's been cool and we heard through uh, like at my clinic or at the hospital we heard through the grapevine that that your preceptor really loves the McKenzie method mm-hmm. so how often were you using that and like I mean I don't really know much about it but I guess it was my I, it was a big intro because I'd never even heard about it before I started and mm-hmm. that was the few readings that he gave me um and like I would think we every single day we were using aspects of it I think it was interesting because yes he had this McKenzie training and certification but he was using like every he was incorporating techniques from like every not even guru but like experience and guru gurus within like the low back world and like different things like that so it was a combination of techniques like he'd kind of rely on Mackenzie for the assessment Mm -hmm. a little bit but then when things weren't typical or didn't follow a typical pattern it was always like clinical reasoning so I I think I bought into the Mackenzie method a lot after having spent time with him because you can see the difference right away and how like especially for spines I'm not sure about how how much it applies in the other areas of the body but for low back issues it's like instantaneous people feel better yeah and correct me and if I'm so wrong, easy but the Mackenzie method is like a course that you can get certified mm. in to do for low back and neck yeah is and that, well no it's it's, it's everything all extremities and stuff like that there's oh, okay. upper yeah. extremities cool. yeah so it's been really interesting I've heard really great it. things about the back like mm-hmm. and I've, I've seen my preceptor kind of mm-hmm. use it a little bit more but I definitely think your your preceptor um mm-hmm. Really, like really, really, really um, he, yeah. He's Mackenzie trained and like yeah, advocates. Yeah, yeah. It it's been interesting. Mm-hmm. Like it, it definitely has sold me on the method for low backs. For and, sure. And sometimes it's the simpler it's things so, that like, that. Mm-hmm. Do you, you like moving this way? Okay, let's get you to move so that way. Simp- like it's like a very straightforward, easy to wrap your head around technique that I'm like, yes, this makes sense. It's not like you're applying a technique that doesn't have a lot of research to back it up. So, yeah. But I also don't know if you need to do the certification necessarily. Yeah. Because a lot of it is straightforward. Like, what feels good? Keep mm-hmm. doing that. This yeah. feels bad? Stop doing this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So Sometimes it's, like, it's as simple as strengthen what's weak and mm-hmm. stretch what's tight, right? Yeah. Sometimes it's, like, today even, like, we were talking about, um, this is an offside, but... <laughs> I was learning how much, like, someone's like, oh, I have really, this has happened a few times, like, tight calves, and, like, I even have tight calves, and I'm like, yeah, sometimes my calves get, like, little spasms, and I try to stretch them out, and they still feel really tight, and he's like, my preceptor and I were talking about it, and he was saying how sometimes, like, yes, you feel like you have to stretch them, but it's actually strengthening them, Yeah. and then we trialed and aired, and, like, after doing calf raises, I had way more range in my calves. Yeah. So, sometimes it's not even stretch, it's strengthen, yeah. and all these little tidbits <laughs> of information we're learning. So interesting. Yeah. Anyways, that was a huge tangent, but, yeah, it's been really good. So, what's the thing that you think that you would, like, what's the thing that mostly surprised you this it's five weeks. I'm going to ask your question right back at you. <laughs> I'm so surprised. I feel like I already said it, that I liked private practice so much. was really surprising. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I went in with a bias against private practice. So yeah. I it's like always nice to be proved wrong. Yes. Right? It is. It, and it, it adds that more, extra. It honestly is. More yeah. doors open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Brie. So I want to know. <laughs> I want to know about pelvic physio okay. and yes. private practice. Yeah. It was the DL. So it's just like Cam, um, we talked about this a little bit, but I was also private practice. But night and day between our two, um, mm-hmm. our two clinics, just because 
we would come home every night and discuss things and it, we, we just kind of had two di- different niches mm-hmm. right and I was a little bit more slower paced laid back but Cam got to see so many different things and like a little bit more fast paced but um, my preceptor in particular uh, specialized in pelvic floor physiotherapy so I was exposed to that mm-hmm. um, so interesting there it's a more up and coming part of physiotherapy um, and research is showing like so many things that can help and it, it, a lot of people think pelvic floor physiotherapy and they say okay so post-pregnancy but yeah. that's not necessarily the case right of course like I don't know my preceptor likes to educate um her patients obviously before doing anything and like explaining mm-hmm. to them because some of the treatments may not be your typical physiotherapy let's strengthen let's do squats right um but it's so interesting to hear just sit back and listen to her educate them and like it makes me even understand and I mm-hmm. learn things through her every single day but it's not just for females it's for males it's not just for people with like incontinence issues or something like that, Mm -hmm. or urges, there's so much more, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I was exposed to this method. um, It's called piston breathing. I don't know if anyone's ever heard of it before. Um, I kind of taught the girls a little bit, and I've tried it out myself. (laughs) But this awesome little method, um, I'll definitely think about doing a little uh, post about it someday and doing to teach about it um, just because it's a little much to teach right now. But (laughs) we've, we've tied this way of breathing and contracting and working those inner muscles that you may not necessarily work all the time like your transverse abdominis that underlying yeah um the ones you had no idea yes (laughs) um and I even doing it myself like I've noticed these weird sorenesses that I haven't noticed before it's so cool though but even like lower back pain patients will come in and you start saying okay like let's start with piston breathing let's bring it into other things and it's just a really nice way to start from the ground up right like let's address the innermost issue of those stabilizing muscles Mm -hmm. and then let's work up from there um and I've just it's so awesome to hear like results from patients coming Mm -hmm. back being like I changed the way that I breathe while doing a few easy exercises Mm -hmm. that were normally easy but are now much harder and I've noticed so much relief in my back pain and my hip pain. So random. So, yeah. But it makes so much sense. When to, I, I definitely want to talk more in depth in this one day. But it was definitely a type of physiotherapy that I was exposed to. Um, definitely. Like, I saw the acupuncture. I saw the dry needling in there. Mm-hmm. But I was definitely like, this wasn't something I really knew about. Mm-hmm. Beyond, well, beyond hearing it's about it. And, and, yeah, it and we don't, it's something we don't learn about in school because it mm-hmm. is a specialization. Yeah. Um, uh, and we won't learn about it. Like, we mm-hmm. may learn about the concept itself. Mm-hmm. So, um, by Brie taking on this opportunity, I mean, the, the preceptor or someone had reached out from the Northern Yeah, studies. they had asked, they had asked me prior if I was something I was comfortable with and uh, even just me being stoked by the email I was like cool of course yeah yeah. Yeah, let's mix some of that in there um I'm gonna say I'm really thankful that um after I accepted it right off the bat I said of course I'd be willing to um, listen to um this kind of like um therapy uh I kind of got worried because I was also concerned that I wouldn't be getting kind of your normal physiotherapy Mm -hmm. as well that wasn't the case at all it was such a great balance between like your normal private practice. I, like, I've had a loss of words with how much I, I learned this mm-hmm. over this five weeks. Like, and I can't believe that this placement was only five weeks. I feel like yeah, I just got yeah. into the niche of things. I like, I, I come home beaming every day and mm-hmm. you can see it in our voices. We get so excited talking about placement, yeah. but I just feel like 
this is where I'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. and like things just started to click and like that that feeling of it's so good it's so good I honestly can say the exact same thing we all literally come home just smiling so excited to talk to each other about placement and it just solidifies the fact that this is where we want to be because not gonna lie midway through Mm -hmm. academic (laughs) you start to question your decision yeah especially in your first unit Mm -hmm. yeah you it's have friends normal. traveling. Mm-hmm. You have <laughs> friends working and making money. Working, making money. <laughs> like I definitely went through. I never took time off. Like I went no. through the like, this is a lot of work, and yeah. like the outcome, the out, the end point is not clear. Like no. I, there's no light in this tunnel. But I think it's really good. placement with a mm-hmm. brush, brush, <laughs> breath, breath of fresh, fresh air. And definitely gave us a reason to push to the next academic unit to get yeah. to the next placement. Yeah, and I think it really, really solidified our decision to be yeah. here, which is nice. I will say, though, that it a lot of it depends on how you go into your placement, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Like, my my mentality going in was, I'm a yes man. I want to learn whatever, mm-hmm. whenever. Whatever. Push me into the, the fire. And <laughs> I don't know why I keep using that reference. I'm all, I'm cold. <laughs> um but, like, and I just came in every day just being, like, ready for the day, mm-hmm. you know? It wasn't your summer job where you wish you were out in the sun and yeah. playing with your friends, playing oh, with your well. friends. Yeah. <laughs> Hanging out with your friends. We didn't wish to be outside, so. Um, it was just definitely, like, I, I've never felt this excited to learn. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. yeah. It, it, no, exactly. It's, it's like you come home and you just want to make sure that you're ready for the next day. Yeah. And it's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm scared that someone's going to quiz me and I'm not going to know the answer. No. It's like, no, I want to make sure I know because I want to own this yeah. because I care about this. Yeah. And like Mac had mentioned earlier, it's it's no longer just your grade riding it on it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. This is real life people sitting in front of you and mm-hmm. you want to help them. Yeah. Right? You want to fix what's wrong. Exactly. So and every right answer that you get or right decision that you make, mm-hmm. you're just closer to learning more and like advancing and like yep. putting yourself out there. Um, yeah. It's been, and I yeah. think we're all at the point where we're like sad to leave and yeah. sad to go back to school, which is crazy because this is hopefully in the future for all of us. So yeah. once we graduate from school, this is something we can look forward to. Oh, absolutely. Which is pretty nice. And I honestly, like, I can't think of thorns. Like, my no. thorn is that I feel like I had just settled in. Settled in. <laughs> and my preceptor said, too, she's like, I feel like we have just balance things out like we have caseloads things are going Mm -hmm. well I I was super sad today even like talking to patients and they were Mm -hmm. shaking my hands and saying like goodbye and I I would even forget that I was leaving I was like oh my god I'm never gonna see you again right like realistically Mm -hmm. and and some of them like I never got to finish their care like they're still moving on beyond me and I didn't get to see a lot of people right through the discharge I'm happy with how I left so many patients I saw so many improvements but it's I just feel like I'm unfinished, you yeah, know? Like I feel I, attached. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. And I just didn't expect it to be like that. Like any waitressing job or summer job that I've yeah, ever had. Sayonara. <laughs> sayonara. Get me out of here. Yeah. Done. Burnt yeah. out. And I just didn't have. Mind you, this was five weeks. That was five weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Check in yeah. after eight week placement. But yeah. 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 It, it was really cool. It yeah. was cool. And we're <laughs> lucky that we came up here. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's. Like, we're so lucky that we're here. I know. Yeah. Even though we didn't expect dark this. and cold. No. And... I will say, I want to switch gears a little bit. Yeah. I want to talk about Thunder Bay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I felt P 
peaceful up here. I don't know if it was a mix of being <laughs> yeah, on yeah. placement and just kind of being like in the middle of nowhere. Yes. <laughs> but like it was nice. It was like a mini vacation from school from Hamilton. Like a tr- retreat. A little retreat. retreat. A yeah. cold one, but a vacation. I wouldn't go that far. When are you else are we ever gonna come to Thunder Bay? It was Never. kind of like our thought process. Yeah. So why not take advantage of the places mm-hmm. that were that were around? Yeah. And we to had ex- fun. Yeah, to explore so new places. Like yeah. I feel like I mean, I don't know this for sure, but if I were back within our catchment area or in Hamilton, um, just doing a placement, I think that I and being winter, like yeah. the summer would be a different Difference. game. Yeah, of game. course. But um being winter, I think that I would fall into kind of a rut of yeah. like go to placement, come home, go to placement. Yeah come home. Yeah. So I think that Thunder Bay really gave us the opportunity to kind of embrace like that work-life balance a little yeah, bit, yeah. which we may not have otherwise yes. taken and full advantage much of. much time together. Yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I think we spent a total of so three like days without apart. seeing each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like three nights that we did. Three nights. And we yeah. Just, yeah. No, not even days. Yeah. Yeah. Sad evenings yeah. too. Yeah. But some of the things we did. So I'm going to need your guys' help to kind of list all these things. Kakabeka Falls. Kakabeka Falls was Easy. one of our big road trips. We yep. rented a car. We, we, um, we took a there. weekend trip down to, there. It was freezing cold. Yeah, it was freezing cold. Um, it's been, it was, uh, it was quite the weekend for sure. We were like bundled with how many layers? I truly think I had like five layers on the top, six layers on the bottom, three pairs of socks. If you check out our video that we posted on Therabay's Instagram account, that pit, that video of us getting bundled. Doesn't even do it justice. Doesn't do it justice weekend. because I had another winter jacket on <laughs> underneath. Like we were so bundled. Yeah. That we were warm. We were warm. Yeah. I will I will never sacrifice warmth over no. fashion or not looking like a Michelin Oh my goodness. Ever. <laughs> I said that today to my preceptor. I said, you know that you're adulting when you stop caring about what you look like <laughs> and you are, you're dressing for warmth. You're How wearing, many layers can I wear today? Your yes. younger brother's really old ratty snow pants and loving it yeah. <laughs> on your way to work every morning. <laughs> Yeah, that was a fun road trip. It was. was. We we had it to ourselves. Yeah, it was kind of hilarious because when we rented the car, um, the car rental people were questioning like, oh, where are you going? And we said, Kakabeka Falls. And they looked at us like we were crazy. It was the coldest weekend probably of the month. Yeah. Minus 45 with what, minus 52 yeah, wind yeah, chill. chill. Yeah. I don't know what we were thinking, but it was beautiful. It was awesome because, of course, in that cold, cold weather, the only people stupid. We were the only ones that showed up to the falls that day, and it was awesome. We adventured around. We took tons of awesome pictures. It was so naturey and beautiful. It was. We needed that little like taste of vitamin D, and it was. It was actually a beautiful day. It was sunny, deceivingly. Mm -hmm. The winter here has been beautiful. It's not like in in. like Toronto, (laughs) Southern Ontario, yeah, Mm -hmm. where it's gloomy and wet. It was sunny and beautiful beautiful, and the snow was crunchy crisp because it was so cold. Oh, yeah. Okay, the snow was like up to our hips, but but beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's been nice. At least with Thunder Bay, like, yes, it's cold. Yes, it's snowy, but it's consistently cold and consistently snowy. So you don't have a lot of surprises where back in Nova Scotia weather, it's t-shirt weather one day then it snows then everything freezes then it rains Mm -hmm. so it's just it piles on top of each other it's wet snow it's not pretty 
and it's definitely a little different here. I, I haven't minded yeah. it. A, oh. a dry cold is, I sound like a parent talking dry about cold. Cold. A dry, dry cold. cold dry cold makes everything cold. Though. It does. Or not cold, well, dry. Yeah. <laughs> also, we need to appreciate the fact that we were here on um, a day that Thunder Bay was the coldest place in the world. In yes. the world. We're talking Antarctica, <laughs> whatever, South Pole, in North Pole, world. Santa Claus was warmer than us. So, yeah, who, we were recorded. Yeah. We survived. We I lived to tell the tale. Lived to tell the tale. We're here. Yeah. We're still here, though, so let's <laughs> not jinx it. Um, I feel like we need to recommend restaurants. Yes. We do. We have a lot. Thunder so Bay. anyone ever comes Did not here. disappoint in the food. No. Or the cafes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big cafe cal. Okay, so. Restaurants. Do we want to do it chronologically? Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. I think the first thing we had was Hoido. We yeah. went to Hoido. Um, we had our finished pancakes. There's a huge Finnish population here. Uh-huh. A lot of different immigrant populations who emigrated here so there's yeah. like a huge Finnish population huge yeah. Italian population yeah. like random little big. spots Tidbits. yeah yes yeah. yeah Finnish so pancakes were good Hoido is the place to go if honestly if you ask for recommendations from anyone any so, Thunder Bay local they will tell you to go to Hoido so our recommendation based off of pancake. our just get a single pancake don't and ask get... for maple syrup <laughs> which apparently you can do which we didn't do um okay so they have syrup. normal table syrup but if yeah. you ask for maple syrup, then that's how you make Camille happy. Yes. So do <laughs> yeah. it. Me her, and right. Matt kind of got some fancy little um, finished pancake creations. No, sorry, me and Cam. Mm-hmm. But um, Matt just went balled up for the single mm. finished pancake plane with a little yep. sausage on top. Everyone's yeah. Googling what is a finished pancake. I know. <laughs> <laughs> good though, man. Um, yeah, look it up. But it was it was good. Yeah. Um, so that's recommendation number one. Yes. Yeah. Next we went to the Nook. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was that for the restaurants? For yes. food, yeah. 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 Um, oh my gosh. Bomb.com. Amazing. So good. Good pizza. Great good service. Great wine. people. <laughs> great wine. Yeah. Um, I recommend any of the pizzas. I think oh. we had three different pizzas yeah, between. Get the margarita. Me. Margarita? No, get the sausage. <laughs> okay, well, my arugula, oh. whatever it was, was really good, but like margarita just looked yeah. good. Um, yeah. Don't skip over it just because it's the first one on the list and yeah. it's a plain Jane. It was it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had a, a salad too. Nothing nothing out of the norm, but the just pizza was to food. die for. Would Great atmosphere. 10 out of 10 recommend the Nook. Yeah, yeah, right in town too. Right really close to the Hoido. <laughs> Basically right yeah. next to the Hoido. Yeah. yeah. Um, what else? Uh, in between, we had a few cafes. Cafes. Yeah. Um, I think my personal favorite, I might be a little biased because I went there a lot since it's near <laughs> my work, was The Habit. Yeah. Uh, which love. was so cool. a cafe, or sorry, it used to be a church, mm-hmm. turned into this little cafe. Um, so they've got the stained glass. It's beautiful. Um, the pricing was pretty good too. Not bad. Um, and just like a really warm atmosphere. The coolest part I think though, is that it still kind of runs it. So it runs a couple programs still out of, um, the rooms in the church. So you've got this cafe, then you've got a bigger room where they run dance classes for free Mm -hmm. for the community, um, like salsa and Latin (laughs) dance. Like it's awesome. And then downstairs is where they have a soup kitchen. So, so Mm -hmm. all within the same building, they're servicing any, like it's Mm -hmm. open to anyone. So also fully volunteer based. I don't even know if I told you guys that, but I found that out. It's oh. fully volunteer run, which is makes it even more incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Great London fogs too. Yeah. 
Great. Yeah. So that's right across from my placement. So uh, kind of a fan favorite. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's my favorite. Mac also hit up a couple more coffee shops. Luckily, her placement was right in town. Mm-hmm. So yeah, list those off. For okay. The, for the so crowd. today I went to <laughs> I went to St. Paul Roastery, which was right down the street from my placement. Mm-hmm. Um, learned a little bit of the history of St. Paul Street. So St. Paul Street used to be um, kind of a rougher area of town, which you can recognize. Mm-hmm. I mean. Um, I think Thunder Bay has been just recently starting to pop up with some local shops and stuff yeah. um, to really kind of bring the economy up. Um, so basically, it uh, it was good. It was on St. Paul Street. <laughs> it was good. It was good. And they roast the beans in there. So they had like the roaster going and everything. So that was really cool. My nose buds. Yeah. I had a cappuccino. Small thing about me is I always get a cappuccino to bait base my opinion of a cafe on and then then I'll know if everything else is good if the cappuccino is good so yeah that was good I would get good it's a it's a good one yeah um another one that I went to with my work friends was Sweet North yeah delish man they had a vegan cookie ginger molasses oh I tried the chocolate one too though also vegan you never would have guessed I swear they could have put something not vegan in there and you would have never no known. Would have known it was so good if i found a bakery i'd probably do that wowza oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. just to go with the trend yeah luckily i'm not vegan so it doesn't really We're matter yeah. to this yeah <laughs> yes yeah. um i think that those are the only two i went to without you guys yeah we yeah. went to bean fiend that was cute that was cute it was okay. quirky i would say it was like a cool little Music, we, we'd actually gone there um, to study that day, and we were um, a little crazy driven by the music in there, so we actually ended up moving, but we went to Calico, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Really awesome, great space there. Um, yeah, the lunch so. that day. The oh, lunch that day, let's so talk good. about that. That might be one of my favorites. Was it, we went to Growing Season? Growing yes. There's also Rebel Salad, same deal. Yes. Different stores. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, they had like kind of the on-trend thing going right now mm-hmm. where you have those salads that are like quinoa like and tofu and like um, a million times like better. protein, like basically salads that will make you full. Mm-hmm. And they were And by good. no means, like you might think the price is a little steep, but you should see the servings that you got. Like it mm-hmm. was, we also went after the gym and we were rewarding ourselves. Mm-hmm. It was Delish. great. Yeah. yeah. I'm just imagining our friends from home being like, I'm never going to Thunder Bay. Why am I listening to this? <laughs> oh my goodness. No, they should, honestly. <laughs> I heard, I've been told repeatedly by patients, by preceptors constantly every day, they say, I know you're here during January in our worst month, mm-hmm. but you need to, if you ever have the opportunity to come back to Thunder Bay in the summer, it's a it's a different world here. Mm-hmm. And they said it's absolutely beautiful. Yes. It, the thing, the amount of things that you want to do here just, yeah. It, yeah. And it's it's awesome. It's it's so cool to see like the the patients that do come in, and like I love hearing about what they like to do in the summer because they or summer sorry winter because they thrive in it. Mm-hmm. They they've oh, learned yeah. they they Everyone love those outs. Everyone skis, snowboards, and snowshoe. Like yeah. it's just everyone has dogs, and it's mm-hmm. they yeah, love like it. That. You learn to love it as much as the the people who live here complain about the cold. Sometimes you can tell that they they have mm-hmm. a soft spot for it for sure. So, yeah, yeah, it's but. very special. I would, I would, I would not, not disagree to come back here in the summer. Oh, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. I said I think it would be an awesome opportunity yeah. to come back here in the summer, Which as I'm well to have a little bit more time because we did just get settled. Yeah. Um, 
it felt like our placement just kind of started and ended. And so our weekends sometimes were filled with like preparing for midterm or preparing yeah. for final. Yeah. And um, so it was, I, I think we would have had a lot more opportunity to go for some of those hikes. Yeah. Also, the weather was if very we cold. If, if we had our biggest car. Thing. Yes. Yeah. Born of the season is that we didn't bring a car. So if yeah. you come, bring a car. Yeah. Um, the bus system here is a little um, hit or miss. And Sundays, they don't really <laughs> run to regularly. So like three Sundays. <laughs> um, so like we were kind of restricted to like a lot of things on Saturdays. And then Sundays were were a little harder to get around. But yeah. we made it work. We didn't get to do everything that we wanted to do. But we definitely did a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so much. Totally. So much. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was it for restaurants, though, for the food. We had our Persian men. I don't know if we talked about the Persian men. Oh, my goodness. Whoop. And so, we're getting more to work. <laughs> Persian man is the local donut. Yes. Essentially, it is kind of... No, wait. Of, it's a Persian. We always get this oh, wrong. so it's not a donut. No, no. It's a Persian. It's oh. a Persian man. Okay. So, the Persian man makes the Persians. Yes. I made this mistake. I yeah. They're not called Persian men. You cannot order a Persian men. (laughs) You have to order a Persian. So a Persian is kind of like a donut, kind of like a cinnamon roll on the bottom. And then on top, they have this frosting that's like mixed with strawberries. Yes. It's really good. We're going to get some at the airport. Yeah. Yeah. We do have a few suggestions for improvement in case anyone who makes Persians (laughs) is listening. Sorry, I'm going to cut her right on off because my preceptor, (laughs) we were talking about Persian men today at work, and she said that the trick is to cut that sucker in half, fry it on the The stove um, with a little bit more whipped cream, and (gasps) not whipped cream, but icing and stuff like that, and then stick it together once it's super, super warm Mm -hmm. and put some more cinnamon on it, and apparently it's... How are we supposed to do that tomorrow? Oh, we can't. Unfortunately, but back to Hamilton. You future uh, Thunder Bay People, travelers. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> no, no, I you know. Come here yeah. After listening to this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think we hit. Oh, we went to Sleeping Giant Brewery. Yes, oh, we did so that on cute. our last this past weekend. So that was yeah. kind of our final hurrah. We really wanted. We had. That was on our list since we yeah. got here to go and to we, Sleeping Giant. And we weren't able to go to Sleeping Giant, the actual, yeah. um, as we <laughs> described in, um, in another episode, we said it was a series of hills. Yeah. Um, so we <laughs> didn't get to go true. on a hike. It's about an hour away from Thunder Bay and without a car, that was tricky. So um, we opted for Sleeping Giant Brewery. So why yeah. hike when you can drink? So um, we... <laughs> <laughs> It was good, though. Uh, it was really good. I was really pleasantly. It was a great, huge space. Um, yes. The merchandise store was huge. It was closing when we got there. Um, but tons of beer selection. Yeah. Love the candy in the jars. And <laughs> they have a lovely supply of board, board games, games and cards and stuff. So yeah. I would recommend that. It was a really fun year. place. It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, and then tomorrow, in terms of food, I get to go to Roosters for lunch, which is like a breakfast place. And I have been waiting for this. Yeah, she has. <laughs> I'm really excited. My preceptor has been raving about it. And Brought so our whole food. team is going. And it's kind of like a little goodbye lunch. And I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm getting eggs benedict. (laughs) On that note. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, on that note, yeah. We went through a lot of stuff about our first placements, and we also went through a lot of stuff about Thunder Bay. If you have any questions about, if you, I don't know why, but would you be planning a trip up to Thunder Bay? Let mm-hmm. us know, and we'll give you some more intel, yeah. in detail um, so recommendations. Well, if, you're, if you're a student listening and you're a physio student, do, I know, I like, go north. I know yeah. it seems intimidating, 
But ultimately, like, if Take I could... Take the leap, if, because... If I could say anything, I would say, like, this experience was like no other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that we, we all did it. It's going to be hard to beat, it honestly. Is. It really is. It would be sad. Yeah. So... Yeah. If you have the opportunity, which I think most schools do, mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. So, with that... um. Thanks for tuning in, and we will um, keep you updated on the Instagram page. Yeah, our travels. We travel home tomorrow. Hopefully, it's also supposed to be a snowstorm, so wish us luck. (laughs) But when you hear from us next, we will be back in Hamilton, and we will be soon to be starting Mm -hmm. our next academic unit. Yeah. Yeah. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Bye.